This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Good morning, everybody. It's good to see you. It's good to be in the house of God together with the family. It's good to be uh, wherever you are out there. Uh, we're good to glad to be with you, coming to you whether uh, right now, this very moment, or if you tune in later. Um, know that we're we're glad to we're glad to share these moments with you. Want to uh, go over to the book of Ruth? Want to say this about you know tithing, uh, giving to God, tithing. That number one, tithing is giving to God what is His. It's a it's a first obedience to the blessing of God being poured out on our life. Now. It, you know, people get down and out into the weeds, but let me just tell you the benefits of tithing. Uh, the first, the blessing in your life will be expressing God giving you good sense and wisdom, having some knowledge and understanding of what to do. How many of you have ever done anything uh, not so wise financially? Have you ever done anything not so wise that cost you financially? It wasn't even a financial issue, but it became costly for your life. Well, you know, the difference between uh, the, first, the first benefit of tithing is, is uh, God's wisdom. Uh, God knows what to do. He knows when to do it, how to do it. And he's very generous uh, with that. But that's reserved for those that partner with him. Uh, tithing puts you not just in a business relationship, but in a lovingly obedient, we're doing this life together. Amen. I'm not withholding from you anything that you require uh, and uh, uh, because I trust you. That's the bottom line of that is trust you. Amen. All right. Enough said about that. Um, I've tried it both ways. Uh, doing it right, <laughs> it's a lot better than, you know, having our own idea about it. And, you know, God will help you. The Bible says, go on ahead and put him to the test. The one place you can prove God is in this area. God says, just listen. Just try it. See if it works for you. See? But giving an honest try, I mean, you know, throw it all the way over onto God. Don't just, are you listening? Don't tempt God, try God. Are you, you understand what I'm saying? There's a difference here. It, Jesus said, don't put God to the foolish test. It's not foolish to take God at his word and see if God would do what God says he would do. Period. Amen. Well, all right, I got four or five of you looking at me. That's good. Maybe the rest of you will, you checked out during that. But, you know, that's foolish. Now, I'll tell you, listen to wisdom when it's a-talking. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, uh, 
I don't get offended. I don't take it personally. You know, uh, uh, if you don't, you know, if you won't listen to God, you certainly won't listen to me if I'm saying to you, you know, I believe this is what God is saying. Say, the issue isn't with me. The issue is with God. And, you know, we, we benefit when if you listen obediently to hear the voice of the Lord your God to do what he tells us to do. He said he'll lift you up high above all the nations of the earth and all these blessings will come on you. That's the only thing. The if is the biggest word and the only one that we need to hear where that's concerned. God will take care of all the rest. Amen. I only have one part to play. All I got to do is listen with the intent that if you show me, tell me. See, I'm going to do that. I'm going to put it into practice. Amen. It's beneficial uh, to hear from God. I remember being very offended and disgusted with God. <gasps> Did he just say that? Yeah. It's a, you know, the, devil, the devil's going to accuse God to you. He's going to blame God for his, you know, what he does. He's going to try to give God the credit for stealing, killing, destroying, hurt your feelings, all kind of different things. The devil is a liar. See, so anyway, one time I told God, you know, I said, I've given, you know, I mean, decades to, you know, the, about the only thing I know how to do good is hear your voice. And it ain't worth five cents right now. Nobody's buying. The world don't want it. God, the church don't want it. I don't want it. Are you listening? But you know, I end up having to eat those words. Anybody ever had to eat their own words after a while, you know? It's called eating crow. I've never actually had crow, but I've, the proverbial saying, but I found out, you know, that was the most valuable thing in my life is to hear God. No other people has he chosen in all the earth that to speak to us. And the, and the greatest miracle is not that God speaks to us, it's that we hear him. Oh, it scares me when people say they hear from God. It scares me when you say you don't. Are you listening? That's fear. What I'm talking about is faith. Because faith comes from hearing. So I'm going to be listening because I know God speaks. Oh, in all kinds of ways. Amen. Are you listening? Well, I could get way down into that, but we've got, we're on the time constraint today. <clears throat> Uh, we must finish appropriately, amen, because uh, uh, our children's ministry. Sometimes I, I, we're so glad to have children now, back again, amen. So good to have kids in the house so we can teach them about the Lord, amen. And listen, don't, don't, don't be fretting over if they're not comfortable yet with going to children's church or whatever. Just get them in the house. Get them used to being in the atmosphere, and the presence of God. See, more, they'll catch, more will be caught than taught. And eventually, see, you know, uh, they'll feel at home, you know, in the house of God. Well, uh, we, the title of this today would be Maybe It's Time. And we're talking uh, uh, still in under the, the banner and the heading of, of restoration. How many of you know God is a restoring God. Restoration is his specialty. Amen. Bringing us back into better than new, literally. You know, you born one time of, of the flesh, but born in sin. 
but you can be born again of the Spirit of God and, and born completely right with God, completely righteous, everything made right, everything made new. Not a new leaf, a new life. That's such a wonderful thing. I mean, we, could, we probably should just go home right now. You could think about that for a while. But I do have a couple of things that I'd like to share with you. You know, uh, in the first chapter, you know, we see this throughout the book of Ruth, especially up front. Uh, you had to pay attention to first things first, you know. There's always divine order. How many of you know God has an order? of how he does things. And that's it's it's sequential uh and consequential that things are in order. You know, if I see a a a, a cat running around and I spell it T A C that's backwards, isn't it? Well there's a tack. No, that's a cat. Oh it's a tack. No, it's a cat. You got all the letters but you got them backwards so that doesn't work. You could name the cat tack, but it's it's not a tack, it's a cat. How do I know the difference? Well, put a tack in your chair, you sit down on it, and you'll understand what a tack is, and that cat's not a tack. I knew an attack cat one time. Listen, we got to go, okay, before we get way off down in there. All right. There is a, 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 an order of, of how God puts things together. You know, we, we see in the word of God patterns and parallels. Perhaps you might be able to see yourself in the story uh, of Ruth that there's a pattern of how God works and his ways but there's also uh, and, and I like it that he does it in real people's lives. You know I, I, I need a, a God who's real. Because I don't know any other thing to be than the real me. You know, I'm done. You know, old enough now that you know the perfect pretense. You know, leave that to folks that want to dress up on Halloween. The rest of the time, it just is what it is. Just be you. That's the only thing you have to be successful at is being you. Your life. You know that, don't you? Amen. Cindy and I were discussing this, said, you know, it's so good to have given up any of our own measurements and requirements of what people need to do or don't do. I could care less. That's between you and God. Amen. What I am, what I am uh, concerned about for my own self, you know, I want to be an example and a witness for Jesus, but, you know, I, I really, you know, I need to be minding my own business, what God requires of me, you know, and eventually, you know, for the most part, children grow out of foolishness, for the most part. Amen. And if you'll just desire the sincere milk of the word of God, you know, he'll give you wisdom for where you, you know, we're all foolish when we first start out as new babies. How many of you ever been foolish in your life? Don't raise your hand and incriminate yourself now. You know, repentance is easy and they're like, oh boy, I played the fool a time or two. Maybe five or six. Maybe more than that. Maybe a few zeros on the end of that, but that's all right. Amen. You wise up after a while, isn't that right? Praise the Lord. This is phrase. One day is repeated several times in this story. The phrase one day. You know, David said this better is one day in the house of 
God in God's house. Better is one day in your house than a thousand elsewhere. But this phrase, you know, what a difference a day can make with a decision, a direction that results in a destiny. Simplified, you know, the road of life leads to death's door. I'm talking about this life. The road to life leads to death's door. And there are two destinations. You may not hear a lot about this, but you know, there's an eagle song. It's just captured my attention. It's a number, it was one of the number, uh, they were one of the number one groups back in the day. Who's the eagles? Oh, honey, Google them up. You missed a lot of life, you know. But anyway, uh, uh, it's a bunch of good old boys and they wrote this song and this is, was their number one, uh, uh, their number one single, hit single. And, you know, and, and there's, uh, even in reporting on that secular, it says, you know, there's a lot of controversy, a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, people take that interpretation. Some people even, uh, went so far, church folks went to so, so far as to say, you know, it's from the devil. Well, church folks believe everything's from the devil, you know. Church folks. Church folks believe more in the devil than they do <laughs> anyhow, anything or anyone else. I said church folks. Amen. Aren't you glad you are the church and not a church folk? You're a folk, you come to church, but you're not a church folk. Isn't that right? Amen. Alright, it's all good. But anyway, in this song, it's called the Hotel California. There's one line that's captured my attention lately. It says, This could be heaven. This could be hell. There are two destinations beyond death's door. There's heaven and there's hell. It's just a reality. It's just how it is. We get to choose. It is a decision and a direction and a destination that winds up being a destiny of forever. You know, both are a decision, a direction, a destination, and there's an eternal destiny. In chapter 1, we see one day Elimelech, Naomi's husband, decided a direction, a destination. He moved away from God and went to the land of Moab. And it was a good idea, but not a God idea because it ended in death and destruction were the results. This is the first chapter. Still, one day Naomi, the Bible says, got herself together and she, dis- she had heard that God was helping his people. That's what grace is, God's help. It's God's help. Just simplified, it's God's help. If you need help, there's grace, there's God's help. You don't have to earn it, you don't have to deserve it, you just take that help. Just God's help. God's grace, amen. There's grace to help in our time of need. Well, uh, Naomi got herself together because she had heard that God was helping his people again. She decided a direction and a destination and she moved towards God and Ruth decided to go with Naomi. This is all in chapter one. Chapter two, the Bible says again, the same phrase, one day, uh, Ruth decided a direction that resulted in a destination. She said one day, she said, I'm going to work. And so uh, she found herself uh, out gleaning in the field as the poor. So the poor were, were uh, um, uh, had the option and the opportunity uh, to. And she found herself in the field that was owned by Boaz. And she didn't realize it at the time. But that day was a date with destiny. 
We have this recorded in there, but she didn't realize it at that time. You know, sometimes we don't realize that maybe today is that one day when God intersects our life in a special way and it changes every other day from that day forward. The phrase one day, everyone say one day. And you know, on that one day, Ruth met a man and turned out to be uh, a kinsman redeemer as uh, in the law was required uh, of those that were blessed by God that maybe someday they would be called upon. Anyone, any male uh, could be called upon at any time living under the blessing of God to be required to be a blessing, to be some help to anyone that needed help that was a close relative. Therefore, the term kinsman redeemer. And so she met uh, Boaz. She didn't know uh, Boaz from Boo, you know, uh, Casper the ghost, so to speak. But, Uh, there he was. God has a way of positioning uh, our lives. God has a way of intersecting our lives. When we decide to go towards God and we decide in a direction to know that the steps are ordered by God and that he will, you know, ladies, uh, uh, if you're looking for a husband, don't worry, God has got him picked out, but you just need to decide to follow God and trust God. God will work all of that out. I said, God, will work all of that out. I, I, I felt like while we were singing that song, the interesting thing, you know, I cooked some chicken uh, on the, uh, Pastor, you were thinking, it's the holy bird, right? Chicken. I think it was a holy thought. You know, I was cooking some chicken on the grill. Chicken's, chicken, you got to watch chicken. Because, you know, uh, you know, uh, you put it on direct heat, and then we like, I, we, I take it off of the direct heat, and I put it over here to the side, and I let it finish. You know, some of you are really putting a lot of heat on some folk. And in order really to get them, you know, done properly, you know, you take them off, take them off of the direct heat. You know, you're going to go to hell. You don't get right. You go get left. And what's left is going to get burnt. Understand? Take them off the... Maybe I'll talk over here. Looks more serious over here. Take them off the direct heat. You have your say, then you pray. You leave them to God. Love them. Don't put pressure on them. Amen? God's working on people. God's working while you're sleeping. God's working while you asleep. While you're resting. Just give it, a, give them over to God, you know. It's not your idea. You don't have to get them out of the frying pan. Don't put them in the frying pan on the direct heat. You understand what I'm saying? Moving right along. I tell you, it was from God. It was for somebody. Don't raise your hand because we don't we don't want to know that you're a pit master. Or, you know, you're. Oh yeah, boy! I'll tell you what. I believe in the devil. I see what the devils are doing. Let's 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 not be so concerned with what the devil's name is and what the devil's doing. You know, let's. We're pointing in the wrong direction. If we're if our focus is on the devil, oh, he gonna show up or whatever. But you know, when he does, you go, oh, it's just you. Yeah, you ain't got better sense. Go do your three ring circus somewhere else that will believe in you. 
give you the time of day. I don't have time for that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm looking at Jesus. I'm trying to follow God. I'm looking away from all that will distract, distract me or, or attack me. See, you know, you can't. Look, you know, I mean, how are you going to get the curse to stick to a duck that... It's just water off a duck's back, amen? The curse don't belong to me. You can't curse me. It'll bounce off of me and go on to you. That's why I pray for you. If you're cursing me, don't be cussing and fussing folk. You know, it'll, it'll bounce. To a blessed person, it just, I got the shield of faith. It just bounces off of me, amen? Yeah. Well, you ain't got good sense. No, I got the helmet of salvation. It'll bounce off of that too. Throw a rock, it'll, it'll boomerang and hit you. Isn't that right? Be careful throwing rocks in a glass house. <laughs> All right, let's, let, anyhow, did you get the chicken analogy? Amen. Just remember, holy bird, take them off the heat, let God finish them. Let, let God finish what he started in their life. And when, you know, well, I, you know, uh, <laughs> You know, you can kind of tell by the feel of chicken. You know, if you grilled any amount of time, you just pick it up with the tongs and it, it has a certain feel when it's done. It'll let you know when it's done. Amen. Isn't that right? Ain't no sense of poking it with a fork and sticking the thermometer and messing with it. You're going to let all the juice out of it. Leave it be. Just leave them folks be. God's working on them. Oh, what a time we're living in. Going to be a, the heat's on. You don't have to, you know, take folks off of that direct heat. Pray for them. Get them separated over here where God can just finish his work. Amen. There's nothing. I don't care what's going on. Nothing can compare with the word that has been sown over them and in them. And by the prayers of great grandmamas and all that other kind of stuff. God's pulling in, settling all accounts right now. Are you listening? All them yellow sticky notes up there around the throne. Their names, I mean, God's taking care of business. Moving right along. We see that uh, uh, that she met a man that turned out to be a kinsman redeemer named Boaz, who was God's help. He brought God's help. And he was a type of Jesus' example of the redeemer, one willing to pay the price of ransom and rescue to enter into, take the responsibility for a relative in trouble or danger. Uh, that's Jesus. You know, good things happened to and for Ruth at harvest time in the harvest field that was belonging to Boaz. You know, people ought to, when they get in contact with you, ought to realize uh, they ought to realize this is something different about you. You're you're a happy camper. Are you anybody in here familiar with the phrase that you know, a happy camper? Amen. I'm on. This is not my home. I'm on my way. I mean, heaven's my home, but I sure am a happy camper down here with Jesus. Amen. You know. All this is temporary. We understand that. We, we hold everything lightly. We're stripping for eternity. But you do understand what I'm saying. You might as well be happy you're here. You two or three of you would like to be happy for the rest of you. Hang around. We might get to, it might be time to be happy. You know, we enter chapter two. Thank God we got through chapter one. Now we're in chapter two with a happy harvest happening and hope comes when help comes, doesn't it? Hope and help go together. When God will will come to us and help us even when we're hopeless, but hope will come with help. 
I said hope comes when help comes. And we hope for God's help. Everybody hoping for God's help in this life. He's here to help. He gives grace and he gives that. Uh, it's simply God's help. He gives that. He doesn't hold that back from anyone that is looking to him for help. And then we're in chapter 3. Aren't you glad? We begin chapter 3. It says, one day Naomi said to Ruth, isn't it about time? Let's read that. One day her mother-in-law Naomi said to Ruth, message Bible, Ruth chapter 3. My dear daughter, isn't it about time that I arranged a good home for you so you can have a happy life? Isn't it about time? Isn't it about time? But you know, a happy life, one translation says, I, I make arrangements to get you a husband. Uh, get you a, ha- a home where you can have a happy life. You know, there's, uh, uh, we're called as Christians, and this is kind of hard for men to wrap their head around, but we're called the bride of Christ. We're referred to, and that he is. Uh, Paul said this. He said, "Didn't I, didn't I promise you to one husband? How is it that? Isn't that right? God, uh, one of uh, uh, one of His attributes is that He has taken on the responsibility for our lives lovingly as a husband would." A responsibility. She said this, and here I believe Naomi is really a type of the Holy Spirit, and she is speaking by the Spirit of God, and she's saying, isn't it about time, one translation says that I made arrangements for you. You know, God can make arrangements for us, can he, if we allow him. If you give him a little space, you know, to work his grace, and don't take matters into your own hands and feel like, you know, you've got to pick you out one. I was going to pick me out a happy life. I'm going to pick me out a road to travel. I'm going to pick me out a person. I'm going to pick me out a career. I'm going to pick me out. You know, it's easier just to let God arrange things for you. And then you, uh, every day becomes a day of discovery. Of God revealing his goodness. His purposes and his plans through his provision. Showing you and I his heart through his hand. And God has good people for your life. You know, how many of you, you know, now please don't raise your hand because we don't want everybody on the video to see that, you know, you found some people that came into your life and they maybe were not the best people for your life. Amen. Now, you know, they... They they made you mad, and now you're sad that they're not there anymore. But they were not. They they they're gone because they wanted to be gone. Amen. But that's all right. You know, there's a hole in my heart tonight. That's okay. God will fill it. Amen. Are you listening? God's got better people for your life than the ones that left you. God's got better for you than the ones that abandoned you. God's got better for your life. Then, you know, don't be, you know, and I understand how, you know, this is, this, these girls have been through some harsh and hard and hurtful things. But we're not in that anymore. We're, 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 we're in, in redemption. We're, this girl's met a man. And Naomi's putting two plus two together. She said, perhaps, she said, I'll tell you, maybe God's not done with us. 
Maybe God still has after all. Maybe God's got a happy ever after ending for our life. Right? Wouldn't you rather, which would you rather it to be? Would you rather have it all up front or would you rather have the rest of the story be the best of the story? Somebody needs to help me in this house today. I'm going home happy right now. I want the second half. Some of you have been looking at the first half and go, oh, 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 if only I could have had their life. Honey, I don't want my stuff up front. I want the last chapter. I want the rest of the story. I want that to have the exclamation and the, you know, the, the front side had the question, but the, the question mark, but I want the, the end of the story to be, and they live happily ever after. Forever! See, see, heaven is Jesus happy ever after forever together with you. Amen? Better late than never. You know, I found that, you know, that uh, uh, the devil will tell you it's too late. It's too late, baby, it's too late. No, it ain't too late. It ain't never too late. We got forever here, but you know you need to get in. You need to get in. Amen. Get to the airport early. Get your ticket and get in line. Make sure you're in the right line at the right time. Amen. Oh, uh, she said, isn't it about time that I made arrangements? You need a good home and have a happy life. You know, God uh, wants us to have a happy life. Happiness is God's all God's idea. The devil is the one that wants you to be as unhappy as he is. Have you ever been around, you know, folks that are not happy and they're not happy until you're not happy and then when you're not happy they're happy for a little bit but then they're even unhappy about you being unhappy with their unhappy self you ever been around that what's the world say misery loves company I don't keep company with misery I used to sing that thong it was my theme song remember it was on hee haw don't despair and agony on me Lots of loads of bad luck, excessive misery. If you want to come, go to church with me. We'll have doom and despair and religiosity. No, 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 no. Amen. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Jesus washed, he washed my sins away, oh, you, are, you understand what I'm saying, amen, what is, what, <laughs> one translation says a place where a husband and a happy home and a place where you will find rest and contentment. You know, uh, sometimes it takes, it's a long, crooked, windy, broken road that gets us to the place. But I'm telling you, you're, nothing takes the place of the center of God's grace for your life when you finally find in your real reality relationship with Him every day, see? place of peace there's really there's a lot of things that I want 
There's a lot of things that perhaps I feel are a necessity in my life for me to be happy. But honestly, if I'm really honest, you know, uh, in it, uh, having Jesus and having life, the Bible says, he that has the Son has life. He that doesn't have the Son does not have life. You know, There's no happier life than living the life together with God that he has planned and purposed. Uh, for your life and you'll find there there there's we're working on all that other stuff together we're doing it together that makes all the difference in the world you know it's a great thing to finally at some point in life have some peace have some peace that you're not worried and worked up about what you don't have, what you're not, what you could have done, should have done, what you you know this and that but to just you know what This is the one day that I'm in. And this one day is the day that the Lord has made. And I'm going to be happy in this day. I'm going to be happy with him. I know he's happy with me. How could you say that? You know, I I know. I don't think Jesus is for beards, hair on a man's face. How could you be like that? Well, ain't no different than Jesus not being for makeup on a girl's face. Ridiculous. Amen? If he didn't want me to be a hairy man, he should have thought of that before he made me. (laughs) I'll tell you all this hair here is his idea. All my parts are written down in his book and I had nothing to do with what was written there. Amen? But glory be to God. Are you listening? Amen? Uh, Enjoy it while you got it. Amen. Turns gray. <laughs> Eventually probably white. But you'll look like you're wise, you know. Moving right along. Tough crowd today. Tough crowd. Vicious. What have you been doing? Are they, you mad because your team lost yesterday? Or glad because I don't know. Something's the man. I don't know what happened. I don't I don't I don't keep up with all that. If people ask me, you know, what team you for? I'm all of them. All of them. They, to me, they all get on there and say they all pray, God help them. I say, well, I'm for that. Amen. God wants you to win. And you don't really ever, ever lose. Amen. I mean, that's the truth. You learn from it and you do better the next time. Anyhow, uh, she's saying, I want to, I'm going to arrange a relationship. The relationship was tied to the happiness. I'm going to tell you, uh, to be happy with Jesus, you have to learn to trust and obey him. There's no other way to be happy with Jesus. A lot of people claim that they have Jesus, but they're so unhappy. So unhappy about their sins being forgiven and, you know, healing being available to us. And, oh, so unhappy that heaven's going to be their home. They're just, you know, they're just having them up a time, having hell here on earth. Amen. You doing okay? How's the time frame working out for you there? Uh Uh-oh, we got to go. All right. Uh listen do you have a relationship with Jesus do you know him really know him is that a reality of that comes from truth it's the truth for your life see because only that 
you know, there's no substitute. Are you substituting that, that you're religious with Jesus? You know, you only know about him, but really it's an illusion and a deception. Some people think they know God, but when you really press them a little bit, they just know about him. Well, I know that, but no, then you don't know him. Because there's no know that but. You know, you know I, 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 I'm not going to apologize for offering that. There's a different dimension of life. You know, you don't have to die sick. Matter of fact, you don't have to get sick. If you do what's required. I'm not talking about a religion. I'm just talking about, you know, divine health is available to you. Divine life, you know. When we get to heaven, they're not going to quarantine, you know, Y Street because everybody's sick down there. Well, you know, God, we, they would have showed up, but they're all sick. That's unheard of in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of, in the kingdom of God, sickness and disease cannot st- exist. It doesn't, because, of, because God is absolute life. There's no sickness and disease in God. There's no malfunction or malady in him. Are you listening? In God. And if you, listen, you find out, you know, man, I'm in him. I'm not just barely in, bumping around the edges, seeing what I can get by with. Are you listening? And trying to be like everybody else. I'm trying to be like Jesus now. I don't read anywhere in the Gospels where Jesus called out and there was a, you know, well, he can't come today. I know that he was healing yesterday, but wore the boy slap out. His immune system got down. You know, he caught the grip. What do they call it around here? Is it called the grip or the bug? Or I mean, it's just, you know, whatever it is, I ain't catching it. It ain't for me. Amen? The crud. Oh, isn't that something to be happy about? Yeah, I tell you what, now the crud's going around. Sure enough, I'm probably going to be cruddy. Matter of fact, I'm planning on it. Matter of fact, sure enough, so I go down there to work. Somebody's going to be cruddy, and I'm going to catch it. You watch and see. I won't even get out of my car good. And before I get to the door, crud will be all over me. Yep, it probably will. I better get on before you get mad at me. But anyway, I'm telling you, there's a different, you can live in a different dimension. You can have the measure. Bring your little old thimble, bring your cup, bring a five-gallon bucket, bring a barrel, pull up with a tractor trailer. God's got more than enough, much as you want. Full to the overflow. It just depends on what, how much of your life you're putting underneath the know of the flow. It's just as simple as that. Isn't that right? Amen. Well, uh, if we're going to go to church, let's just make it count. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we could be doing, but if we're going to go, I mean, let's, get some, let's squeeze some life out of it. Let, let's get the reality. Let's find out what the truth is. Let's have a real relationship with Jesus. And don't just let it be on Sunday morning because somebody else said to I mean, look in this book till you see him. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. You know, because a little dabble, uh, you know, we're getting where we get, you know, I mean, you know, 30, 45 minutes, an hour, three hours. I don't know what we're going to do when we get to heaven. I guess I'll just have to be down there with all them folks that talk a lot and like to listen a lot and like to talk about, like to experience God and encounter God. God's 
about all that they know, and that's all that they want to know. I'm probably Alabama and Auburn people have your own stadium. Y'all talk about that up there. Amen. I don't know how it's all going to work. I really don't know, but you know, there'll probably be a section for the, you know, you know what I'm saying. You know, well, I might be glad to be here. I probably would have been better if Auburn had won the championship, but you know. Should have talked to the Alabama people. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you what now. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing it will be. I need to shift down gears. Because Alabama won the championships from 1963 to eternity. <laughs> Pastor, you must be eating too much deer meat. Something wrong with you, I'll tell you what. I just feel happy. I just got a new song, amen. Man, I, 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 feel, I, I feel a composing coming on me right now. I might be able to write another one. Anyway, let's move along before we, Nashville might be calling this afternoon. We heard you on the internet. Well, we're going to offer you. You want to write an Alabama song? No. <laughs> I wrote one. It didn't go over too well. It went over better than the Auburn one. But uh, anyhow, <laughs> let's not be religious with it. Let's be real. Let's enjoy God. Let's enjoy the life he's given us. Let's be happy. Isn't it about time that... You let the Holy Spirit make some arrangements for your life that you're going to love the life he puts together for you. You're going to enjoy Jesus. You're going to enjoy the reality of the truth that you're living in. You're going to give up trying to think, well, you know, I'll tell you, I just wish they had been here to hear that. You're here. You hear it. So I can tell them, no, take them off direct heat. They're almost close to being burnt. Charred. Amen. Let God take care of all that. He loves them. He can do it. He, you know, God can speak to them without ever picking up the phone. Amen. Well, isn't it time to decide? You know, she went on to say, she said, isn't Boaz... It's interesting. Isn't it time I made arrangements for you to have a happy home, a husband, a happy home, and a happy life, for you to get you sorted and settled out here, dear daughter? And she said, now, and then she went on to say, you know, isn't Boaz? Who's Jesus? Isn't Jesus the Savior? Isn't Jesus who he said he is? Isn't he the only way? Isn't he the truth? Isn't he the life? I like this. She went on to say, let me ask you this. Isn't it time to decide who Jesus is to you? Is he real? How about is it that relationship where you really want to know him? Not just know about him. Tired of the religious illusion. Settling for less when he offers so much more. She had a follow-up question after, isn't it time, about time? Then she said, isn't 
Boaz? Then she went on and uh, she said uh, this. She goes, perhaps it's time to make our move. You got to love it, guys. You know they strategize against us. You know that, don't you? You know, women strategize. But they do it by the Holy Spirit. Here, Naomi, she goes, look here. Don't you think it's about time? I'm telling you, I'm, I, I've been praying about this, and two plus two equals four, and that Boaz, isn't he? And she, yeah, I'm sure Ruth is, well, you know, now come to think about it. I mean, you know. Then Naomi goes, let's check the wind. Perhaps. 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 Maybe it's time to make our move. Listen to me, I make light of that, but you know, she's really saying, she says, is, uh, is, who's this Boaz? Let me ask you, who's this Jesus? Is he just another guy or is he God's guy for you? Amen. Perhaps, maybe it's time to make our move. Is it time? Maybe it's time to decide to make your move in God's direction. Pastor Ron's going to come. Maybe it's time to come to Jesus. The Redeemer, accept who he is, his Savior and Rescuer. Maybe it's time to make him Lord and Master of your life. You know, the Bible goes on previously. It said that he knows your story. He knows the hardness, the harshness, the hearts that life has handed you. He knows everything that's happened to you. Your comings in, our goings out, our uprisings and our downsittings. The Bible says, you know, but God wants us to have a happy life. Jesus came to give you that kind of a life of rest and contentment. Happy ever after. The rest of the story starts in a one day, perhaps today for you. Jesus and you decide to live happy ever after. To do life together all the way to and then through forever. That's the offer. You know, and I'll tell you this, because one day we will all step into eternity. One day. This phrase throughout the book of Ruth, it all boils down to one day. Because this is the one we have. Don't take a chance on tomorrow. The Bible says we're not promised tomorrow. Honey, we're promised forever. You're going to live forever somewhere. Are you listening? But in this life, no, we don't know tomorrow. You know, we're able to say, if the Lord wills, tomorrow I'll do such and such and so and so. But today, we know the will of the Lord. He said, Jesus said this, it was this way back when, he said, choose you this day, this one. I set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Heaven and earth will witness you. You've got to do the choosing. Joshua said, choose you this day whom you will serve. So let's, let's do that right now. You that are watching, you know, afar off, you that are watching here, uh, near, want to pray a simple prayer. And it goes this way if you're ready to decide today. And you'll have to decide. We do make a decision. A non-decision really is a decision. 
it's either yes or no and uh, uh, you know we're not putting you over the fire see if you're ready just simply just taking the tongs and squeezing the little chicken say you know if you're ready if you're done if you're done with all of the other stuff and you're ready to follow Jesus and let's get you started today this could be the one day your one day when every other day is changed throughout eternity dear Jesus I decide today that you are the Savior you are the Redeemer and I choose you as my Lord and just accept the forgiveness of God accept the life of God accept what he said accept his leadership in your life because Lord means that he will be the leader and you will forever be a follower you don't have to be perfect to come you don't have to be perfect to stay see but you got to be practicing you got to be doing you got to be you got to be you got to be after the will of God for your life and the way of God for your life and I'll tell you when Jesus comes in it's an inside job then it's not up to other folks only the only you that you got to do is you and it will be between you and the Lord but we'd love to help you any way that we can congratulations if you made that decision I can assure you that the other end of that promise is the one who promised that he would do he'd give you a new heart he'd give you a new life give you a new destiny and I found him to be faithful and true in all that we ask him to do you don't have to you don't have to uh, second guess God God does what God says he will do and when you meet the requirement and all the requirement is is wholeheartedly just say Jesus here I am and I'll follow you take the lead and he most certainly assuredly will he's been waiting all this time for you and I to get a little more willing amen and you got to be a little more willing before you can obey that's how it works congratulations on that listen will there's so many different ways that you can you know if you're uh, through social media you know there are ways to contact us we want to help you any way that we can we've got free materials we'd love to send you call us on the telephone uh, you know text message all those different ways we'd love to help you in this new uh, journey that you're on congratulations on your decision and I know that God is thrilled to have you in the family until the next time you remember this you're blessed so very very blessed so you be at rest thanks for listening to today's podcast we hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by god's word for more information about passion church visit www.mypassion.church